0: Now, fight back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio.
1: Good afternoon and welcome. Look around your neighbourhood. How many of the people around you are Zoomers? A new report by Social Planning Toronto finds that over the past decade, when Toronto's population increased by 9%, the highest growth was in The population of people aged 85 and over, 53%, that population grew, followed by 60 to 64-year-olds, that population grew 40%, and 65 to 69-year-olds, that population grew 39%. They project that the senior population will grow another 40% by 2021, and the report warns that we are not ready. What do we need to put in place to ensure safe and happy aging and to allow people to age in place? What do you think you need in your neighborhood? The numbers to call 416 360 0740, toll free 1 866 740 Right now, let's go to Sean Mahar, the Executive Director of Social Planning Toronto. Hello, Sean. Hello, Libby. So, uh, what do we need? What are we lacking to meet this increase in the older population?
2: Well, a couple of key things are, um, uh, one, the investment in our senior strategy. The city's developed a senior strategy, and they're in the process of developing a new one. Um, But we haven't really fully funded even the strategy that we have in place to support seniors with things like um, appropriate recreation programs and those kinds of supports. And another one is is a real strategy around housing. Um, uh, you know, a lot of seniors uh, would prefer to age in their own com- communities, in their own neighborhoods, connected to the people that they know. But, you know, like my mom, uh, can't necessarily navigate stairs terribly well or um, other things that, that uh, need to be adjusted, and we need to be supporting that kind of transition.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things uh, that I found very interesting in your report, you broke it down by neighborhoods. So uh, neighborhoods with the highest percentage of seniors uh, were Hillcrest Village, Bambury oh. Don Mills in yep. North York, Casa Loma, which is in the middle of the city, Rosedale yep. Moor Park and the old city of Toronto, and Guildwood. Yeah,
2: and a lot in Central Etobicoke as well.
1: Central Etobicoke as well. So uh, one thing that strikes me, these are uh, a lot of the most expensive neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. And it, it it shows that people are, they want to, and to a certain extent they can, age in place.
2: Yeah, people who have the resources are are, uh, aging in place because that's the choice that many seniors would make if they could. Um, And uh, one of the things that we know about aging in place is it's actually quite healthy for people, that if you stay connected to your community and engaged with your neighbors, uh, which is easier to do if you're aging in place, uh, produces better long-term health outcomes for seniors. But people who don't have those resources, who can't, make modifications in their houses or um, you know rent, uh, convert their basements to rent them out so that they can they can have an income when they're on a pension uh, those sorts of things those folks don't necessarily get to age in place which is a problem for them because they they often lose connection to their neighborhood and lose the health benefits from that but also a challenge for the general public um, because not aging in place means moving into more expensive accommodations like long-term care in the long run um uh, which are more expensive for the public sector as well as for individuals.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, I remember uh, various, there have been various on and off, you know, subsidies for fixing up your house, renovating it. Uh, I think those are provincial. And uh, excuse me, I have to sneeze. Sorry. <laughs> no, it passed. <laughs> um There have been those, those kinds of subsidies, but a lot of the things that you're talking about that people need to age in place, like home care, these are all provincial responsibilities. A
2: lot of them are. Some of them are delivered municipally and funded provincially. Um uh there's there, you know, the Canadian Medical Association has been asking for years for a national seniors strategy um as well. So all orders of government have a role to play in making this happen. And and you're absolutely right. It's not just about the physical spaces of converting your home, it's also about the kinds of supports. Some people could stay easily in their home if they had somebody just checking in on them occasionally other people need a little bit more support but don't need a different physical environment Um, but often folks who need support get moved on to long long long-term care long before they really have to
1: okay what about uh one thing that we talk about on this show a lot uh is safe streets and, you know, we know we have, a, we have a, a ridiculous amount of people who are killed on the roads, pedestrians, cyclists, and uh, the overwhelming percentage of those are seniors. What do we have to do to make the streets safer?
2: Yeah, and there's, there's a lot of analysis that needs to get done, and it's not just seniors who benefit from it. I mean, uh, the folks at 880 Cities um, have been saying this for years. What makes a, c- a city great for um, 80-year-olds and 8-year-olds um, actually, make it good for everybody else, and they're often uh, similar things: reasonable crossing times, um, uh, you know, uh, decent curb cuts so that there isn't a uh, uh, you know a bump that you have to step over uh, at the edge, and and something that a walker can accommodate and a wheelchair can accommodate. Um, you know, reasonable size sidewalks, uh, pinch points uh, at the corners so that uh, the, the crossing space is smaller. There's lots of things we know how to do; we just aren't doing them all
1: and uh we aren't doing them why is it just a matter of money um uh, and
2: you know we're about 1.3 million dollars unfunded um in the existing senior strategy right now while we're in the midst of developing... 1.3 million? Yep.
1: That's uh, uh you know in in terms of uh city's budgets that's not very much.
2: No, um a lot of the investments that we need to make aren't huge investments um uh at, but the the city of Toronto's budget process um, has always been about how do we whittle out everything we can possibly whittle out instead of what it ought to be about, which is how do we build the best city we can for all the people who live here? Seniors, little kids, um, people who are new to Canada, there's a lot of different things that we can do that support our really healthy community. But our budgets are never about uh, a vision for a better city. They're always about how do we whittle some money out.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, um, you know, the, under Mayor John Tory, we are starting to uh, do certain projects that were put off for a very long time, but most of them have to do with transit.
2: Um, transit, but also housing. I and mean, one of the things that we are um, talking about now um, for the first time in a very long time is what's the role of our public housing provider, Toronto Community Housing, in supporting seniors. And uh, just last week at Executive Committee, there was a conversation about um uh, how do we look at seniors' housing in you know, a whole continuing care linked to um, long-term care and, and uh, housing supports and and uh, personal support workers and things like that, that, that um, make a lot more sense as a holistic strategy instead of looking at everything piecemeal.
1: Uh-huh, and- that was
2: long overdue, and it's great to see, but that's also going to require serious investment. And if we get to a budget season and people say, Oh well, what, what can we put off till next year or the year after that, um all too often what we see getting put off are things that help seniors
1: Okay, Uh, I just want to give the numbers out again. I would like to hear from our listeners on what they think we need to put in place. What's missing in your neighbourhood? What's good in your neighbourhood? 416-360-0740. Toll-free 1-866-744-740. I'm on the line with uh, Sean Mahar, and there's a new report from Social Planning Toronto. And uh, it talks about the explosion of older people. And what the city has to do to accommodate them, and of course, it's been shown that really the best place to age is in a city where you can walk, where there are amenities, where there's entertainment, uh, and healthcare. Sean,
2: absolutely, and, and and urban settings are really strong settings for seniors because there's. There's the infrastructure for support. Um, uh, if you have to move away to go to long-term care, if you have to travel to someplace far away to um, uh, access a hospital, if people have to travel far to provide um, those in-house supports uh, that can help people age in place. Uh, that's a bit harder to do. And so there's some real advantages to aging in a city um, uh, that Toronto could capitalize on. It's just we don't always do it.
1: Okay, I also want to turn to long-term care to nursing homes. Of course, yesterday uh, we had the sentencing of serial killer Elizabeth Wettlaufer who murdered eight people in long-term care homes in Ontario. Following that, following advocacy by CARP, um, there's going to be a public inquiry uh, into the nursing home system. But in the meantime, you're calling for more nursing home beds uh, according to your numbers, uh, Toronto has 84 long-term care homes with over 15,000 beds, operated by 52 different organizations. City of Toronto operates 10 of these. Um, how much more do we need, and and how do we make sure that they deliver good care?
2: Yeah, and and I think there's there's sort of three components, and and one is certainly the one about good care that 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 uh, seniors are especially. In which they're in long-term care, a vulnerable population, um, and and it's important in that kind of setting that the rules are clear and the regulations are strong, and that that the um, uh, the policies that protect seniors from um, uh, unsafe environments are are really really firm and specific. Um, and some of that work has been done, but that's led to a lot of vesting uh, homes and long-term care homes needing to, to uh, do a lot of upgrades to meet those standards, and those standards are really important. Um, but you know, uh, with real estate prices being what they are in the city of Toronto, um, there's a lot of worry that, that uh, um, providers who need to, to do a lot of rebuilding may not do that rebuilding in the city. Um, the city of Toronto is a, a terrific provider of, um, seniors' housing and long term care. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the roles that they can play as a committed um, urban provider is make sure that, that if we're building, we're building here in the city where people being, can be close to their loved ones.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let's go to Donna in Toronto. Hi, Donna. Yeah. Hi, how are you, Libby? Fine, how are you? Uh, not too good, let me tell you.
3: You know, Libby, the government is Ontario, Canada, for it, it, the city, okay, they're paying social workers, they're paying people for, all the, for older, to, to look after older people. Okay, so you go to the community center and you say, I can't make ends meet. I have cancer. My husband is diabetic. I got to have food in the house. So I pay the rent. I pay the bank and because I'm always a thousand dollars under since since my retirement, God damn it! since my retirement, okay, I haven't been able to make ends meet. Sorry I've told to the that. MP, I've told the MPP, I've told the counselor. You think one of them, one of them would give me an answer? Okay, here's the, this, this, the community center says to me, go here, go there, go there. I've been to so many places, okay, there's nowhere to be had any help. Okay, there is no way, they don't want to help seniors. They tell me that there is a subsidy for rents for seniors who are waiting in the housing connections. My housing connection application has been there since 2012. Other people are waiting 10 years. They say I have to wait 10 years, but there is a subsidy. We can give you 250 a month. I call the counselor, okay? Oh. Well, but, but nothing, no answer. Where is the subsidy? What subsidy are Uh, you talking about, Donna? Donna, you won't even give me a proper answer. There is nothing. They got social workers making a thousand bucks a week for nothing to tell you that there is nothing available.
1: Donna, I understand your anger.
3: Increase the old age security. Not all of us reach
1: retirement millionaires. Donna, Donna, not all of us do. Donna. We're, okay. we're, I have cancer from really God. sake. And I'm fighting
3: you know like, like, like a soldier.
1: Donna, Donna?
3: I'm desperate. Okay,
1: we're, gonna to we're going to try me. to answer I you. We're going to try to answer you. I went
3: to the Toronto Rent Bank. They already helped me. And I keep going into the same situation because the government doesn't give a shit about Oh,
1: sorry. Um, we have to watch our language here. Um, I understand Donna's frustration and her anger. Uh, and, um, you know, I, I, I hope that uh, at least she feel a little better getting this off her chest. Uh, but um, to try to get to solutions, that's what we are about here. Uh, Sean, would you have anything to say about her situation?
2: Yeah, just that that's something that we see um, all the time and we have these conversations with folks. And part of it is about income and part of it is about the support infrastructure that we have. And she's talking about being able to afford uh, drugs. You know, one one in five Canadian families um, can't afford their drugs. It's not only seniors, it's all kinds of folks.
1: Well, seniors' Um, drugs should be covered.
2: They, yeah, they should be, uh, but um, uh, you know, they, they, with copays and and other challenges, seniors certainly continue to struggle with that. The the other um, and I think more fundamental issue is the one about um, uh, housing uh, that she's waiting for affordable housing, and so are a hundred thousand families in Toronto. Um, uh, it's a lot of people waiting, and that wait. Um, uh, is driven by just our failure to meet even the commitments we've already made about building affordable housing. Uh, we have in, uh, you know, uh, a Housing Opportunities Toronto um, uh, strategy that we haven't been able to keep up with. We're waiting for, for federal funding for housing, um, but we're, we're in desperate need of affordable housing in this city in all age groups. And, um, and the the challenge that we we see uh, with our seniors is not just getting into affordable housing but making sure that housing is appropriate, and then around them the supports that they need to be able to stay in that housing
1: i um, think um, age. I, th- I think um, you know perhaps uh, from donna 's call there 's an issue with navigating the system. I can totally understand the frustration of people who are sent from one office to another uh, or one person to another. Um, what about, I know as she mentioned also, sorry to hear that she has cancer. When you're in the system, when you have cancer, people help you navigate the system. Is there anything like that that we need for an older population?
2: Um, uh, certainly the the systems right now are complex enough that a lot of navigation support is, is pretty common. And, and you know, certainly one of the challenges that we see with with the system's getting more complex. People not getting the things that they need as families often end up filling the gap and stepping up to, to take that space. And for some things, that's great, and families can work together to help to solve problems. And for some things, families are just really overmatched. I, a lot of us aren't qualified to support somebody with dementia or to support somebody um, facing you know serious health challenges, for example. Um, but a lot of that complexity is driven by our putting together this patchwork of things that try and bridge gaps because we're not making the fundamental investments that we need. She wouldn't need to find her way to a rent um, subsidy and a rent bank and um, work through the counselor to find out where she can get a a discount on on something. Um, If we were providing the amount of affordable housing that we said we'd provide, and, there's, you know, I think we really need to look fundamentally at what, what we think makes a good city and deliver on that for people um, rather than try and, and use, you know, gum and duct tape to try and patch something together to get through when we're
1: not doing that. Okay. Uh, let's hear from Sam in Brantford. Hi, Sam.
4: Yes. Good afternoon, Libby. How are you doing?
1: Fine. How are you?
4: Not too bad. What I'm calling about is uh, the older people of today uh, in their 70s, 80s, and early 90s, they're the ones that built this city and this community and the young people have to be educated if they're not already educated that these are the ones that work so hard to get to where the young kids are today like the parks swimming pools uh houses that we that we live in today any any surroundings have been built by people who are in their 70s 80s or 90s Mm -hmm. and they have to be shown respect Mm -hmm. Let the Older gentlemen, sit down when somebody's standing up. Be respectable to us because we're in the age bracket where we're not going to be here that much longer. So mm-hmm. let us enjoy the rest of our years that we have left, and then you can enjoy the rest of your years that you have left. I,
1: I think that what you're referring to is is maybe um, a lack of respect. For well, older people.
4: I'm 73 years old. and to That's not old, you,
1: by the way, these days. Well,
4: I, 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 feel old, I feel old because sometimes, you know, my back is sore, I, my sciatic nerve is acting up or whatever. But when I go on a bus, if I, if I do travel on a bus, I give a lady my seat, regardless of how old they are. That respect hasn't been changed since I've grown up. It's still there, and it always will be there. So these young people have to be shown how to respect the older people because we deserve it.
1: Uh, absolutely. Absolutely.
2: And, yep. and, you know, I, uh, one of the things that, and, you know, we mentioned it in, in our, our release of this report, um, uh, the people who built this city um, invest in the things that make it a, as good a city as it is. Um, and, you know, they paid it forward for a lot of people who are enjoying things today. And it's really important that we respect that and that we, we emulate it as well, that we, we follow that lead and continue to pay forward to build a good city um, uh, for the next generation uh, afterwards. The, the, we wouldn't have the park system we have and the transit system uh you know the parks <laughs> that that we value um we wouldn't have a lot of the things that make the city work if seniors hadn't said, you know what, I have to make a commitment to make my city work, and I'm going to you know, put time and energy and our resources into doing that. Uh, but instead, often what we hear now is, you know, it's not my problem. I, I want to step back and just think about me. Uh, it doesn't pay off very well, and we have a good city because seniors uh, committed to it years and years ago.
4: Yeah, okay. I, agree with, I agree with you totally.
1: Okay, Bob. Uh, I'm going to try and take one more call before we move along here. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Uh, let's go to Francis in Kitchener. Hi, Frances. Hi, Elivi. I'm a senior, and I think
2: um, disgusting. I'm just surviving this pension, and what disgusts me, because Trudeau is giving money all over the world, and at home he doesn't care.
1: Well, there have okay, there have been increases. Uh, in pensions very recently. Uh, he ran on that, delivered on that. Uh, he also rolled back the, this, uh, he rolled back the age of retirement so you didn't have to wait till you're 67. Uh, but um, I hear you that it's still very hard to live on this money but, uh, but we can't say that there haven't been any increases because there have been.
2: And another thing, why seniors after 70 doesn't have a free transportation? Uh, Slovakia in europe it's a small country they can afford, and this rich country cannot afford to ha- seniors to have free ride, train or buses
1: that's a very good question Sean, do you have a thank absolutely. you francis and
2: we we've been having this conversation with the city of toronto for for years now. They are exploring a strategy to have Um, uh, lower fares for lower income people, including people on pensions. Um, but, but when we talk about lower fares, we talk about, oh, you could get like 20% off, you could get like 30% off. In Calgary, you don't have to go all the way to Slovenia to find people who are tackling this problem. In Calgary, um, the low income transit pass is $5 a month. Um, uh, we can provide these things in major Canadian cities to support people living on low incomes, including people on pensions. Uh, we just have to make the choice to, to make that a priority.
1: I mean, you know, kids under twelve get are, can can go for free, mm-hmm. and a lot of those kids under twelve are not under twelve. <laughs>
2: and 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 the other no. thing that you you also see is that that seniors especially, but a lot of low income people um, ride off peak when it's not terribly expensive to, to add riders. I mean during rush hour, the you know the transit system is full. Adding new riders to that means you have to have more buses on, you have to have more um you, you incur some costs for that. But off-peak riders don't add that much to the cost. Um and so you could make things a lot cheaper for seniors and for kids and for people who um you know aren't going to work who are living on low incomes. Um, Uh, and people who work shift work, Uh, those things you could do uh, without um, adding, uh, you know, huge increases in cost.
1: Okay, well, uh, I think that would be a very good idea. Sean Mahar. thank you so much for that. Thanks for having me, Libby. Bye-bye.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.